Hello. Welcome to another episode of Sophia's Choice. Glad to be here. So I noticed you looking over there. I'm assuming this is part of the show. Yeah. Okay, good. He slammed it down on the table. (laughs) Well, yeah, but it was before I started recording. And so then I was, I mean, I'd already... Anyways, this is before I, I started to the make episode. Noise, sorry. Really? Just, yeah. I thought you were like drawing attention. Like, I've come bearing gifts. <laughs> no, I just <laughs> dropped them. Well, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, folks. But uh, <laughs> welcome to another episode of Sophia's Choice, the Golden Girls podcast. We I talk am, about the Golden Girls here. That's right. And other stuff. And we also talk about the fact that you brought us presents wrapped with black Santa Claus wrapping paper for Martin Luther King Day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, it does have both, actually. So, you know, ebony it's, and it's, ivory. It's, it's multicultural, actually. There's, I see an Asian one. Oh, very nice. African American one and a funky one. <laughs> I feel like I have to cut a little bit. <laughs> allowed to say honky? I don't think so. Um, I Why don't not? That's not offensive, is it? Not I mean, really. I don't think it's particularly offensive. Uh, we'll leave it in. Whatever. I'd say the pansies. <laughs> if, you're, if you're a white person out there and you're offended by a honky, shame on you. You should definitely cut that out. <laughs> well, again, I am Alan. Hello, and, Alan. And uh, maybe they're not much, but they're all I've got. <laughs> ski. Honky ski. And, and, and Brent. Cracker uh, Brent. <laughs> What's your favorite cracker? Uh, probably a saltine. Uh, like a low-sodium one or a regular one? A or? regular one. I need all that sodium. You like the whole grain ones? or No, just a regular white. Honestly, see, if I was really going to try to think about my favorite cracker, I guess I'd probably go with a Ritz over a saltine, you know, like a, a, a standard choice. Ritz. Yeah. So what about you? I like a Trisket. Trisket? Mm-hmm. See, I like a Trisket if I have something on it, but by itself, it's a little dry. Yeah, I like either way, you know. Yeah. Um, I like Mike Trisket, San or Con. I mean, you are a dry cracker, that's for sure. I am. <laughs> I am. How about you, Ski? Do you have a favorite cracker? I would cracker? say Ritz also, but I also like graham crackers. Yeah. For, it depends on the uh, the yeah. meal it's going with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a hard time considering the graham cracker a cracker. It's a dessert cracker to me, it seems yeah. like, doesn't it? Well, yeah. I do like s'mores. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Apparently, yeah. Sophia does too. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Like, a graham cracker is almost like, um, just like a bad cookie. Almost, you know? <laughs> like a real flat, dry cookie. Exactly, exactly. No life to it. Yeah. I mean, I think a graham cracker is as much of a cracker as a as a communion wafer. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't agree with that, but well, I would say I, go ahead. I would just say I would say a graham cracker. I feel similarly that I do to a trisket, where I don't know that I'd want to just sit and eat graham crackers plain, uh-huh. um, but yeah. with things on them. You gotta, you gotta, or or incorporated as a crust or something yeah. of that is definitely the Gus it up with something. Well, yeah, I guess that's what I'm saying. You know, like a cracker, and a, a cracker is basically an accoutrement mm-hmm. for you know cheese or meat or something like that. And you can't put neither of those things on a graham cracker. Mm, fair did, enough. Did you like Teddy Grahams growing up? No, no. I mean, I did, but I didn't. I considered them little cookies, yeah. not crackers. But you consider them little bear sheep crackers. Kind of. I don't think cracker. I think graham cracker. I mm-hmm. still think it's kind of a cracker, you think? Yeah. But well, well, to your about, point, it definitely more was more delivered like a cookie. You know well, what I mean? I mean, how about animal crackers? Do you consider them crackers or cookies? Cookies. Mm. I would consider them cookies, not yeah. crackers. Even yeah. though it's a, called a cracker? Even though it's called that, yeah. I mean, if I was like, you know, if you I, yeah, put I, me to it, I'd call it a cookie. Mm-hmm. I would say... The just plain ones that are shaped like animals, Great. I would call those, I would say those are crackers. The iced ones are like cookies to me. They have iced ones? Yeah, like little pink icing ones. Yeah. you not mm. see those? Oh, yeah. Those come like in a big plastic tub, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm talking about the ones that have a little cardboard box yeah. that look sure. like a circus I think those tree. are still mm-hmm. cracker-like. Yeah. 
Anyways, well, everybody, this uh, this episode of Crackers on Crackers <laughs> has been brought to you by Nabisco. It's not my fault I'm a pretty big cog down at the Cracker Factory. <laughs> Are you the guy who uh, cracks the whip on the... Um, <laughs> exactly. As they drag those saltines through the uh-huh. salt fields. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. There's just giant slabs of cracker. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta get them salted. <laughs> well, before we get into this episode, which is season six, episode 25, uh, Never Yell Fire in a Crowded Retirement Home, part two. Can which we push pause so I can rewatch part one? Uh, you know what? I think uh, if you need to, you can just re listen to the episode uh, that we just did. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, I never listen to these. <laughs> you, you really should. You really should. You'd find it uh, horrifying. <laughs> 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 That's he's, he means the way he cuts them. Like right, the way yeah. he edits them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just make you both sound completely <laughs> just ridiculously stupid and racist yeah. <laughs> and misogynistic. Uh-huh. Like everything I do. And it's just me the whole time. Like, come on, guys. <laughs> exactly. He does like three or four recordings of himself alone right. to splice it in correctly. <laughs> Say he's gonna re-edit last week so he gets every question correct. Right. <laughs> he says again, undefeated. Well, I thought I'd let you guys know. I, I, I like to do this now, uh, here and there anyway. Um, some of the the potential intros that I rejected before settling on. Yes, I like hearing those. I did. Um, let us see the wheat from the chaff. Yep, exactly. I, I thought about introducing you, and I think I did this one actually when the original episode al- aired. Is a Two clunky old bodies <laughs> 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 banging against each other uh-huh. um, like animals. Uh, I thought about that one. I thought about a, a couple of guys who uh, just got done. Oh, who just got done mooning a hot dog vendor. Mm. Um, I also considered a a man who's found himself uh, behind a number of sausage and pepper stands. Mm. I was going to introduce that, that would have been Brent, and then Ski would have been a man who will give you a, a piece of hard candy and a kiss good night. <laughs> Not in that order. Right. <laughs> if you give him a kiss goodnight and then give him some hard candy, it's a totally different story. Well, see, I, I didn't know where you're going with it because I was thinking like the piece of hard candy would be the Mickey that he slipped him. Oh. And then uh, I thought I was in you. I thought I was in Well, yeah, I, I, it could be taken however you like. <laughs> so. Well, anyway, we do have an episode to recap today. Oh, uh, Ski's going to be doing that for us, but I see sitting here in front of me, as has been alluded to, two gifts as well as a set of die. Yes. That, uh, or a set of dice, I guess. Would it be a set of die? Or... No, it's a set of dice. Okay. Because mm-hmm. die is one and dice is the Correct. plural. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> All right, yeah, it's a special Golden Girls dice. You've actually got the set over there. Is this one you gave us, Brent? Yes. So... Part of me wants to keep these in entombed in this uh, container forever mm-hmm. in uh, perfect condition. But I'm like, you know what? When else am I going to use them besides with you guys? Oh, yeah. I might okay. as well get so, some use out of them. I uh, got our two Christmas gifts. I meant to give them, bring them in uh, last week when we recorded, or mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, this is around the end of February that people <laughs> yeah. are, are hearing us <laughs> yes. do this. But. It's not as far away from actual Christmas, <laughs> but uh, it's still, we're getting a little ways out. We yeah. haven't got to see each other for a few weeks. So I'm cracking this open. See if I can do so with. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to roll these dice to pick a present? Yes. Okay. Part of the rule. It's not super involved, but. Yeah, no. So one of the uh, sides of the, the dice 
actually says Golden Girls on it. Okay. And since there are four of them, my hope is... There's four what? They what? There's four what? Hold on a second. Let me get this open. Your ASM are getting strong. So, yes. <laughs> so, if you see, one side actually has the, the Golden Girls logo. Uh -huh. Yeah. So, the way to uh, win, basically, mm -hmm. winning in this case is you get the first choice of gift. Okay. Right? And so, in order to win, there are four dice, right? Or yeah. six dice, rather. Yes. <laughs> I was so confused where the four was coming no, from. So, there are four Golden Girls, right? Yeah. Oh, gotcha. So... And to win, you can either get four of the Golden Girls logos or one of each of the girls. Gotcha. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So do we just go back and forth rolling them until one of us gets one or the other? Yes. And if we have, like, if it goes like four or five rounds and no one wins. Is it like Yahtzee so we'll rules where you get a roll to three, up to okay. three times? Say what? Do you get a roll up to three times? Oh, I was going to give you both uh, three chances a piece and then back and forth. But like, so I can roll and like, oh, I'm going to keep these. I'm going to re-roll these. Oh, I hadn't thought about that. That seems reasonable. Yeah. Okay. okay. Let's okay. do that. Okay. I guess Alan should probably go first and see was the champion of the trivia. That is true. That seems fair. That will be your prize. I don't even remember the trivia. That was last week. That's true. So. They've slept since then. We got it in a special Golden Girls mug even. Uh, All, right. All right. So I just rolled you got four Sophia's and uh, <laughs> a rose and a That's Golden Girls. Sophia's choice right there. Yeah. But, I, but the goal is to either get four Golden Girls or... Each of the Golden Girls, right? Correct? All right. So one, one of each. Yeah. Each of the four Golden Girls, or four of the Golden Girls logo. Correct. So I'm going to keep my Rose and Sophia, and hope you get a Blanche and a Dorothy. That's a Dorothy. Was oh, that Dorothy? Oh, sorry. Um, so I thought that was Rose, actually. All right. So now I have a Blanche. So I've got three of the four. So I just nope, need a Rose. Huh? You got all of them. Is there no. a Rose in there? Oh, it's a little hard to tell from this angle. Okay, so oh. I, I got all four. Yep. So then does Brent get a chance to knock think, it out in one? Yeah, I think you should let him try. Okay, so if you so can do that, you, you get you three rolls. Right? took me two. Two rolls? You have two rolls. So you have to at least get all four Golden Gore rolls or the four logos. Surely I can tie, though, if I get it in two rolls. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then we'll come up with something else. Sure. Ooh, there's a cheesecake. I forgot about that one. So what do you got there, Brent? I've got a rose and a blanche, and okay. I'm gonna re-roll these other some bitches. All right. Maybe so. maybe the uh, the the tie breaker, if it comes down to it, will you have to get like the cheesecake and the Golden Girls logo or something? Or maybe we can just see who gets the most Sophia's since it is maybe. Mm -hmm. So that's only if there's a tie, and I don't believe there is one. Yes, I missed the Sophia. Yes. I ended up with a blanche, a rose, and a Dorothy. And then a slice of cheesecake and another rose and another uh, blanche. So Great. I got no Sophia. So Alan wins. Still well played. You get right. to pick whichever one you want, Alan. Um, I will you want to shake one of them first or no, both of them? I think I'll just eyeball it. I'll go with the one that's closest to Brent. So. Oh. Now, FYI, um, you guys can still trade if you want to trade. I was, <laughs> I was so hoping he was going to say FYI. They're the exact same. That's what I was hoping for as well. <laughs> That would have been far say. cleverer of me. <laughs> can I leave these in here for now? Yeah, I will. We can maybe use them again later. I'm going to use them later. Very nice. And so inside this wrapper, I found oh. another wrapper. Yeah, look on, the, look around the uh, wrapper. And it says, you've got a friend in ski uh, written, <laughs> written all over it. <laughs> that was Nicole's doing. She's Very nice. 
And then inside the package itself, we have a five, for me, a 500-piece Star Wars puzzle featuring a holiday scene of R2-D2 as a reindeer and C-3PO as Santa Claus. Nice. And I've got a Marvel puzzle. Um, it says Season's Greetings, and it's got uh, sorted Avengers on it, but it's like 1970s Avengers. We've got a uh, Captain Marvel, an Ant-Man, um, in a Goliath form. Ooh, very uh, nice. Falcon, a Black Widow, a Hulk, an Iron Man, a Vision, a Spider-Man, a Captain America, an old-school Hawkeye, a Black Panther, and a Wasp. Wow. Now, I see that it's a winter scene. Is there anything else holiday? Well, I guess it says season's greetings on it as well. Yeah, so yeah. they had a variety of different uh, puzzles. These were the only two that had anything to do with Christmas. I do like that they're holiday themed. Yeah. Um, do you have a preference between the two, Brent? I'll let you choose. You get, you're the champion of the both games well, that we've tough. done. I think I'm going to go with the Marvel one, then. I think okay. I'll, I'll, I'll swap with you. All right, yeah, definitely. Thank you. But I think they're both excellent. I would have I been agree. happy with either. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, you yeah. guys. Sorry I'm late, much. but I'm glad you like them. Maybe we can uh, have an episode where it's just putting the puzzle together. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we do actually have a Golden Girls puzzle now as well. So. Yeah. I, am, I absolutely love the uh, the Star Wars one. My one complaint uh-huh. is in the fireplace, there's not a Vader helmet. Uh, <laughs> oh, that would have been clever. That would have been great. It would have been better. It could also be like a... a Thing of the uh, Death Star. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are you guys current with your uh, like Andor and everything? I've not I, watched Andor yet. Up to Andor, but not Andor. And I've heard so many good things about it. So good. I yeah. mean, I've heard people say they feel like it's the best thing since the original trilogy. Really? Mm-hmm. I would. I mean, I. Brent told me it was awesome. So. Yeah, I mean, I freaking love you know Last Jedi and everything. Um, so, but it's definitely up there. You know, uh, it it Rogue One and Last Jedi are like neck and neck for like best things since. I definitely want to check it out sometime soon. I, you know, I think I mentioned to you before, I get into these issues where it's like if there's something that I would prefer to share with somebody, mm-hmm. one of my loved ones, and I yeah. try to wait it out. Yeah. But sometimes that just ends up burning me. Um, yeah. We did finally finish Moon Knight. We are about halfway through uh, Miss Marvel, which... Isn't that great? It's amazing. Yeah. yeah I love it. The I love everything like it. about it. Um, yeah, so far it seems mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Uh, and Cherry seems to enjoy it too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm a huge fan of it. Yeah, um, I really like that one too. And I'm still optimistic that we can at least get caught up on the Marvel shows before the next one comes out, although I think that's not too far down the road. Yeah, I think I was going to ask you guys about that. I think we got like three weeks away. I was going to see. If, are you taking the boys to see Ant-Man? Or? Well, I definitely want to see it, but I'd be willing to go see my first show. Is it, with is you it guys out already? No, it comes out like I think the first or second week of February. Okay. Yeah. So. I actually uh, had planned to go see Wakanda Forever this weekend. Oh, you should. Because it's, it's going to be out of theaters real soon. I think it's coming to Disney Plus. In February, but I'd still like to see the theater if I can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, since we can get to do it this weekend, I think me and my wife may go see it tomorrow night. Okay, yeah, I, I recommend it. It's I a good movie. Get out it's good. Work. We almost went to uh, Helena's not seen it, but we almost went for Martin Luther King Day because mm-hmm. we're both off. So ski totally left my mind what I was going to ask. So never mind. Just go ahead. We're on it forever. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was something related to to Black Panther. Is um, it Black Adam? What's that? Yes. Um, <laughs> I've not seen that either, actually. Oh, it's okay. I don't like um, Vin, I don't like um, uh, Dwayne, the Rock. Yeah, yeah, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. But yeah. yeah, it was good. Like it's one I want to see. Like I literally like I carried it around Target the other day. I was like, I should get this. But then I was like, oh, it's it'll go on sale at some point. Yeah. If I have to watch it, I mean, we've got the HBO Max. I could just stream it or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 worth watching at least once. Gotcha. Well, you can go on with the show because I cannot remember what the question I was going to ask you relating to Black Panther is at all. So. <laughs> was it not anymore? 
He's no. the Submariner. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and it was not about him. I don't even think it was something super specific about the 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 movie, but I think it was. It wasn't a joke question. It mm-hmm. was a, a real question I had, and mm-hmm. it's completely gone. Yeah. So whatever it was, it wasn't that important. All right. So I may need to take a few breaks in here because uh, I wrote a decent amount. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's a, for a recap episode? Yes. You'll understand. Okay. Oh, do we get a back in St. Olaf? You do. How many? Oh, just one. Oh. <laughs> Were you thinking one. doing one for each? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But it's a little bit longer than the last one, I think. I think so. Like the last one is four paragraphs, something like that. Yeah. Okay. How, how many is this one? Uh, we'll see. <laughs> I don't remember. I, can, I guess I can peek real fast. We got multiple. Are we at three pages? Technically six paragraphs. Do you have three pages on I your have recap? Three paragraphs. Oh, three pages. But one is kind of a cheat page. <gasps> okay. Did you write a poem? Um, you'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Brett's just trying to ruin the prizes <laughs> left and right. <laughs> All right, so season uh, slash episode, season six, episode 25. Correct. Uh, Never Yell Fire in a Crowd Retirement Home, part two. Mm-hmm. Uh, original air date was April 27th, 1991. Same day as, as part yeah. one. It was the same day. They just probably aired one and then had yeah. a break and then part two. Probably sold some tacos or some shit. Something, mm-hmm. yeah. Probably had a Clydesdale selling a beer. Right. <laughs> guaranteed, yeah, guaranteed. Uh-huh. <laughs> Promo for the upcoming... Baseball season? Mm-hmm. Basketball? Yeah, for basketball. <laughs> for the upcoming movie, Basketball, that probably came out a decade or so uh, later. At least a decade, yeah. yeah. All right, written by, uh, a story was written by Jim Vallelli, teleplayed by Richard Vassy, Tracy Gamble, Don Siegel, and Jerry Prozigian. And I, I noticed something. Go ahead. That? I just don't know how I feel what you call them. Teleplay by those people? That's mm-hmm. what it said on the on the website. Oh, okay. Which website? Wikipedia. That's where I get. Uh, that's what I usually have uh, each season. I use as like a little cheat yeah. sheet for stuff. I'm an IMDb man myself. Yeah, same here. Well, the thing I like about uh, the Wikipedia page <laughs> is it's got all of the uh, uh, episodes and a small synopsis for each. Mm-hmm. That okay. way, if I have to remind myself which yeah, one yeah. was which. Well, I do that for the uh, season long recaps. Sure. Yeah. Like um, not next week, but the week after mm-hmm. when I do one of those, I'll be on. I'll use the Wikipedia as my starting point. Yup. For the Fair research enough. for that. And it's always got the, you know, uh, the pro- not the producer, but the director and the writers. Mm, okay. But that just Credit happens to be too. how they uh, listed it this time. Fair enough. Teleplay. And directed by our good pal Matthew Diamond. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's dead to me. Dead to you. <laughs> there were uh, five episodes in this season that were not written by him, or directed by him. Hmm. Which five? Um, four in a row, and then the last one, I think. Nice. <laughs> 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 the last four we did besides yours. Yeah. All right. So, so we yeah, this is his first time back in a few weeks, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or last week was, yeah. Or, yeah. You know. He doesn't work around the holidays. <laughs> right. So maybe some kind of like rehab. <laughs> well, he just knew that the other writers would not possibly be able to handle the awesome responsibilities of the clip show. <laughs> exactly. He's like, I've got to rest up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bring my A game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They worked on this script for months. Mm-hmm. Uh, part one recap. I'm not quite sure which is worse, the episode plot holes or hearing them in verse. <laughs> oh. <laughs> a, cop sh- a, a cop shows up with no inkling of proof and arrests poor Sophia under her own roof. Might she have started, started the Shady Pines fire or is the witness just a dead liar? <laughs> with her final years now quite unknown, Sophia plans to shift her time zone. <laughs> <laughs> And if 
you're wondering, yes, this is how it goes. The whole rest? Nice. Yes. <laughs> I have kudos. So this actually may go quicker than normal because I, I feel like when there's a cadence to it like that. Highly mm-hmm. inspired by Brent because mm-hmm. didn't you do it for uh, one of the recap ones? Or was uh, it a regular episode? I think it was a regular. I don't remember. But yeah. Mine won't be as good as yours probably. No, it'll be I'll, fine. I'm it'll sure be great. It'll be great. Yeah. yeah. I think I, I, Alan should do one. Like you should do a poem next I'll, season. I'll think about it. <laughs> or, or, or for the Golden Palace. Mm-hmm. That, that we will have all have done one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we open the living room. Dorothy and Ma agree that to exit the nest is a silly idea, ill-fated at best. Mm. Sophia claims that she'd not get too far. She's a lousy tipper and hasn't a car. Dorothy goes into the kitchen a bit. Sophia then grabs up her baggage to split. In the kitchen, the girls discuss fear of jail. Rose then offers up a, so- a St. Olaf tale. Cold bars in front, cheese hanging high. The lockup slash deli most makes most inmates cry. They all vow to keep Sophia out of jail. After all, Dorothy paid five thousand for bail. <laughs> the episode follows a clip show format. Blanche just kick- Blanche kicked us off, and that's where we're at. Very nice, uh, nice way to start. So, yeah. will, there, will there be opportunities in between um, so that we can give commentary or whatnot? Well, the, yeah, there's plenty of breaks. So okay, we can... good. I just don't want to. I don't want to interrupt you when you're in the middle of your funky flow. <laughs> <laughs> My sick beats. Yeah. <laughs> In an old-timey stroller, uh, Baby screams. The Goldens ask Mr. Sandman to send him some dreams. He falls asleep, but then wakes up quickly. Sophia offers a critique quite prickly. Mm-hmm. And then so there's like three or four of the uh, little flashbacks. Okay. Basically, they're babysitting that baby, and then there's you know Mr. Sandman. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. And then we uh, flash to another one. Rose is opting out of a date but asks Blanche to go and eat from her plate. Blanche first says no, she wouldn't feel right. Dorothy says, a backstabbing slut, she just might. (laughs) Rose convinces her to go as a friend, but then agrees only a slut would attend. (laughs) And we return to present. There was one line uh, a little earlier in the episode, because with this format I wasn't 100% sure we were at, um, but I did like where Rose is... uh, Discussing the prison conditions. Uh-huh. I'm sure something about the uh, wedges of cheese hanging overhead, tantalizingly just out of reach. <laughs> <laughs> that apparently the butcher's... Like, yeah, like county like jail in Delhi. Deli, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I like that. And then I did like the one that you uh, referred to about Blanche being a backstabbing slut. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, no, it's fine. And then she leaves the room and Rose like, can you believe that backstabbing slut? <laughs> yeah, that was solid. Have you guys ever, like, ordered something from a deli? Like gone to a deli, it's like, I need a half a pound of ham or something like that. Yeah, not frequently, but I have a few times. Yeah. Um, there's a place out in Greenfield that uh, it's called Dave's Meat Market, and they have... It's real, not a gay bar? Um, I mean, it might be, but they also sell meat. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so uh, I'm not there to judge, I'm there to get meat. <laughs> <laughs> so is everybody. But they sell a really good chicken salad out there, okay. and so I've gotten that. Now, I'm not actually... I don't think I've ever ordered from a deli. I've been like, oh, cut me off a half pound of pastrami or anything like mm-hmm. that, like yeah. lunch meat type yeah. stuff. But I have ordered. And I guess, you know, if you consider like the, would, would you consider like the Kroger Deli or whatever, where they have their uh, hot food items, or you can also order things of that nature the same, or does it have to be a standalone deli? Like a standalone deli, where you're having them slice off X, like three-quarter pound turkey. Then it would just be the one. Just the day's meat market and just get the chicken salad. Gotcha. Do you do that yeah, often? Yeah, for me, I've just done deli meats at like the like Kroger or Marsh or something. Yeah. But like 
you actually have them like weighed yeah. out for you and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've that's something that. I've never done. I've done it several times, hmm. but not like on a regular basis. That surprises me. You seem like a fresh cut meat kind of a guy. Bro. Yeah. I don't know. Do you I, have I, a Do you have a slicer at home? <laughs> did you slice <laughs> off your own deli meat? Mm, not currently. But you did at one point. Yeah. I think we may have talked about that not too long ago that you had to get rid of it because it was taking up too much counter space yeah. or something like yeah. that. Yeah, those are huge. Yeah, like we still have a, a mandolin that you know you can use. I mainly just use it for like slicing onions and stuff like that. Now, most people use that to play a tune. Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> dual purpose. All, all the songs right. I sing about the rain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't have any other lines to mention uh, thus far, Ski, so you can. I'll launch into your next. Well, they they, they come to the kind of flash forward back to the present, right. but just very briefly. The girls think on how to get out of this bind. The topics of sex and food come to mind. We flash back again. Rose explains to Kirsten, her daughter, the difference between boys and girls, but otter. Mm-hmm. She grabs the bull by the <laughs> horns and shows her that it's back end. Also, we learned that old Charlie was packing. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of said that wrong supposed to go and shows her its back end <laughs> and we found that old Charlie was packing. Yeah, boy, that bull would have been jealous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I, I said that wrong. There's another part where she was like, basically like like Charlie told me I went on my wedding night no peeking. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's like, why, why was he ashamed? <laughs> yeah. yeah, especially if he would put a bull to shame. <laughs> exactly. Maybe he thought he was a freak. Yeah, you know? apparently so. Honestly, I Probably think that would be, would be too much for a person to handle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, He's trying to keep it secret. Yeah. It's like, I don't want you to realize that this pant leg is not full of legs. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And she was the one that killed people. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it would have been the other way around. Yeah. Uh, so at the table, the goals discussed their first love. Rose had buzz. Blanche's fit like a glove. She explains his delivery was really quite good. She adds, extra innings? Indeed. Yes, he would. Dorothy cuts her off when she's heard quite enough. Rose's grasp of innuendo is kind of rough. And we change again. Uh, Sophia regales the girls with a story about days past of her and Sal's glory. (laughs) During the festival they were attending, they felt rather randy and then got to bending. (laughs) (laughs) Dorothy's upset. But her mother asserts, they are behind the dumpster, like modest perverts. <laughs> Rose recounts how each of her children were conceived. Then Dorothy shares, but won't be believed. Sophia dismisses her daughter's claim that she was out cold when Stanley first came. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I read that at home, really good. <laughs> it always made me laugh at my own crap. That, that is a funny... That, yeah, it's that, really that, good. That's excellent. Um, it also is probably the most cringy line in <laughs> yeah. all of the Golden Girls. <laughs> exactly. uh, and it's funny because it's like, back then, I don't even think it was looked at at all as like, mm-hmm. a, oh... Boys will be boys. Yeah, really. Um, and that's... It's just insane. Yeah. Like, I think... It, I mean, obviously, today's standards are different than they were, you know, 25 years I, ago. I, yeah, but still, but that should have never been... crazy. Like, glossed over. Yeah, that it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, he definitely date-raped you. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, anyway, sorry, go ahead. Uh, these stories only make Blanche feel sadder since Rebecca is buying pre-made baby batter. <laughs> and we return to present again. They decide to order pizza while they think this all over. The phone rings and the moment is over. Sophia was just stopped at the airport trying to leave the country and avoid going to court. 
The Goldens back home sit down at the table. Dorothy recognizes that she's made this able. If Ma hadn't been at the nursing facility, the fire wouldn't start, and there'd be no ability. That's still assuming Sophia's to blame, that her hot plate s'mores started the flame. Mm-hmm. Rose and Blanche quickly concede that Dorothy's actions ultimately led to this deed. Dorothy didn't expect them to blame her. She then insists that they quickly unname her. <laughs> she says that no one is likely the cause and to get and to focus back on this problem of Ma's. <laughs> Rose points out that when problems need solved, here in the kitchen, they all get resolved. It's a true statement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then goes to flashback. Sophia moved out of the house, leaving Blanche and Rose to a spouse. That Dorothy's to blame, now things aren't the same, and night times are as quiet as a mouse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dorothy surprisingly learns that Ma would frequently show great concerns. Blanche and Rose both seek aid, when sad or afraid, a closeness Dorothy openly yearns. I tried to make some uh, limericks there. No. I don't know if they came out well. No, I think it hit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Agreed. Sophia would give Blanche a piece of hard candy. Get ready, here comes a joke. Rose would ask too, but get turned down, but worry that she might choke. <laughs> I'm glad you warned us. <laughs> In rhyme. <laughs> Sophia walks into the kitchen. I thought the rhyme was going to be off candy. Oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm saying I think my cadence was wrong. Well, okay. Should I try it all again? No, no, you're fine, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, start from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> In my head, when I was writing it all better, I, if I was a smarter man, I would have written it in like no, no, verse form. So it would have been easier to follow. No, it's been really good. It's Mm -hmm. been really good. You're off to an excellent halfway point. (laughs) Exactly. Third way point. Mm -hmm. Sophia (laughs) walks into the kitchen. The other girl's already there. We now have a back ear flashback. A little confusing, but rare. (laughs) You say a back ear flashback? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This seems to be the beginning of the discussion, or of discussing Rebecca's birth plan. She can still have a baby, and maybe, just maybe, she won't have to wrangle a man. Mm. Blanche sits there, asking for advice, but none do her gal pals utter. When they finally do respond, it's more of a revolting shudder. Then we return to the present. The Goldens agree to call it a night, hoping the morning's outlook to be bright. Sophia, Blanche, and Rose would like to go see, so Dor- Dorothy turns and gives them the key. Yeah, that was funny that she locked her in her room so she <laughs> yeah, wouldn't yeah. You know, take flight and again. She already ran to the airport, right? Yeah. yeah. And quickly, too, because in the amount of time that they were talking, she got there and got caught. Yeah. yeah. And luckily, if she needs to use the bathroom, she has a closet. Yeah. So. Right. <laughs> Dorothy's the one who's out five grand, so yeah. <laughs> we know money's right. tight. Yeah. So. The next morning comes, and Blanche enters the room with a goldenrod outfit like a midsummer bloom. She offers an idea if Sophia goes to jail. He reads the room. The concept is a fail. She suggested a party with the prison theme. Of course there'd be men. It's Blanche's daydream. <laughs> we flash back. So have either of you two ever had to uh, bail somebody out? No. I don't even know like how the process would work or whatever. Uh, yes, the answer is yes. I'd like <laughs> to not talk about it. Oh. <laughs> really? Anybody I know? You've met her. Oh, <laughs> It's a girl. Hmm. <laughs> uh, in the kitchen, Sophia <laughs> asks her daughter for cash. Do you know this story? Oh, yeah, I know the story. Oh, gotcha. But it was a loaded question. I, I didn't think about it, honestly. When I when it came out of my mouth, I wasn't trying to, like, it wasn't a gotcha moment. 
<laughs> but yeah, then I was like, oh yeah, yeah. I forgot he does have one experience with that a little close to home. Mm-hmm. So yeah. but okay, all's fair in love and murder. I am I am sworn by your testimony to silence. <laughs> okay, not really. <laughs> in the kitchen, Sophia asked her daughter for cash as she'd spent what she had on last night's big bash. She gave ten bucks to a dancer named Big B- Mr. Big, but Blanche implies his name should be Mr. Twig. <laughs> <laughs> then we change up again. Stan is there, bragging about his good friend. He's a surgeon and a mini-mall owner. Unfortunately, his marriage came to an end. Blanche rushes in as a companionship donor. Mm-hmm. This is his brother, right? Yeah. Was his brother? Yeah, it was that. Stan's brother, yep. Uh, McLean Stevenson? Right. Yeah. No, I should have said brother versus friend. Oh no, you're fine. Yeah, I'm yeah. stupid, guys. Hey, I'm just a stupid, no, stupid head. Your brother. Should I'm a be your stupid friend. head. No yeah. one's disagreeing, but still, brother <laughs> should be your friend. Yeah. Fair enough. Blanche well, brings. Oh, go ahead. What did no, you say? Talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Blanche brings home Laszlo, a sculptor at the museum. Rose says they loved his lecture when they came to see him. Mm-hmm. Nice. Stole that from the Adams family. <laughs> <laughs> she exposes Dorothy's crush, accidentally, of course. Dorothy then squeezes her hand with an inward crushing force. And another clip. Rose is out to dinner with a man that can't perform. Mm. They talk about the messy nature of sex, like a slowly building storm. The couple get flush and excited while discussing the birds and bees, culminating in Rose loudly yelling to the waiter, Check, please! <laughs> We turn to the present. As I recall, with that, Rose still was disappointed with his performance, and then he also went back to his wife. Uh, Yes. I think you're right. He's like, now that you've made me a man again, I can finally satisfy the one woman I do love. Yeah, who I probably wasn't satisfying to begin with. (laughs) Exactly. That's why she kicked him to the curb. (laughs) Happy ending, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. We return to the present. Uh, Blanche admits that she doesn't want Sophia to go away. Oh, go ahead. So just theoretical situation I'm not impugning anybody's manhood or whatever mm-hmm. okay <laughs> but say you did you know you spent like a huge chunk of your life with a one woman mm-hmm. and then she kicked you to the curb because she was tired of you being a lousy lover like do you, can you imagine a scenario where you would just go crawling back to that like I need another shot at that title or yeah I can't no I, I can't imagine that at all I mean I could imagine the opposite of like that person being like, you know what? I realize that there's more to life than yeah. good sex. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That you have other good qualities. Yeah, I, I hope I can imagine. No, yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could definitely see a situation like that, but I can't imagine, like you said, crawling back, being like, yeah, I know you have basically taken me down the greatest peg a man can be taken uh-huh. down, and yet still, I want a chance to prove. Yeah, exactly. And it's one of those things that. I just don't think you'd ever come back from that. Yeah. You, know, you just got to cut your losses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially that you'd be pining after. Like you said, yeah. like going back on bended knee. It'd be uh-huh. one thing if you yeah. eventually, if she's like, oh, I'm sorry. Even that would be really hard to, yeah. to get past. It'd almost be like, couldn't you have just cheated on me? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> At least that, like, oh, there's a book I can read to help me get over it. Right, yeah. <laughs> Or I can be like, oh, well, if I, you know, it, it's not because of he was a great lover. It's just because, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't attentive enough. Yeah. Instead of it being like, yeah, you decided to leave me because I was crappy in bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I would agree with you, Brent. I don't think I'd be able to come back from that. Yeah. But thankfully, I'll never have to. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> is Alan knocking on wood? Right. <laughs> if anything, she might leave me for being too good a lover. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> Some nights a woman just wants a good night's rest. <laughs> His insatiable lust oh, yeah. drove her away. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I'm not that guy. I'm not. The, <laughs> <laughs> my lusts are satiable. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Ski. What was the on night court like? Dan Fielding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't I, he like a horn dog all the yeah, time? Yeah, I'm no Dan Fielding. Like that's Quagmire. For sure. Quagmire. Like mm-hmm. I, I know you love uh, Family Guy. So. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, return to the present. Blanche admits that she doesn't want Sophia to go away but believes in having a party prepared if they have to face that day. Just then, Sherlock Rose storms in, having done some investigation. She tells the girls that the Shady Pine fire inspector took a permanent vacation. Just three days after the fateful day, he retired with plenty of dough. Rose knew it all seemed shady, Mm. shady Mm -hmm. but simply didn't know why, though. Dorothy and Blanche point out the inspector may have been involved. They all seem quite relieved as this cold case has been solved. Blanche revises the party theme to be about getting out. She lets her mind wander with details of what it's about. She wants to invite some muscly men. The girls stare at her in awe. It's amazing to them sometimes what comes out of her maw. <laughs> that was a bit of a stretch. No, I think it's great if you can work a maw into it. Exactly. <laughs> I even double-check myself to make sure that was the correct usage. (laughs) (laughs) And we change the scene. Um, The lawyer visits the Goldens in their Miami living room. He consults that they've done well, but that the trial does still loom. He wishes aloud that they had a way to discredit the deathbed confession. Sophia begins to offer an instance, but recants, bearing guilt in that session. As the attorney stood up and headed out to work another case, Sophia's brain kicked in with memories of the fire that took place. They were drinking and singing when flames shot out of the nursing home heater. She, so the same type of flimsy hearsay evidence that got her into this mess would ultimately be what freed her. <laughs> <laughs> They'll still need to find the hot plate that started all this fuss. Then Rose asks, what's that funny smell? And of course, that's a cue to us. Perfectly timed, the fire alarm from the back begins to sound. Sophia offers s'mores to the girls. It seems the hot plate has been found. Mm-hmm. Scene change. Mm-hmm. In the final scene, the girls walk in, arriving home from court proceedings. They sit down and share with each other some sentimental pleadings. Sophia asks her daughter if it looks as though she'd cried. Sophia sa- or Dorothy says, no, it must not have been that touching, she replied. Blanche pipes up and credits Rose for thinking of the fire inspector. Dorothy agrees that she was indeed Sophia's boldest protector. Rose is happy that she'd helped out so much, exposing an actual crime. She implores the girls to think of smart things she's done a previous time. Mm -hmm. The camera pans past, the golden's one last. The episode ends, and I finish my rhyme. (laughs) I will say I thought that was like probably the strongest ending joke they've ever had. You mean like ever in the history of the show? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm always reluctant to make a sweeping statement of yeah. such, but I do think it was a really strong ending. Yeah. Whether I could call it the strongest ever, I'd have to really go back and look at them. 
Yeah. Uh, but it's solid for sure. I, Better it, than a lot. Yeah. I mean, I think if, if it's not the best, it's not, if it's not the funniest ending, it's at least the second funniest. Okay. What do you think the funniest might be? My son is dead. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been holding on to that for a while? <laughs> about 40 seconds. <laughs> so when you started talking about that being the best, is that when it started to formulate? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, my baby's dead. Rest in peace, Phil. I don't yeah. know. Oh, you definitely nailed it. Well yeah. done. Well done for both of you, actually. <laughs> so, Ski, I know that you have a, a story for us as well, but did you have anything else... Um, in rhyme for this specific episode? Nothing else in rhyme. Okay. Um, do you have more for this specific episode? Kind of. Okay. Would you like to hear uh, the court case first or the St. Olaf story oh, first? Oh, so we're getting two stories today. One court case and one St. Olaf story? Yes. Oh, nice. Um, um, chronologically, which happens first? Probably the St. Olaf story. I, go ahead, uh, I think we should go with the court case first. Just because I feel like the St. Olaf should be the capper. Okay. Okay. It probably is better. Okay. Except the other one is true. So this episode is. Are as, either of them true? Say what? Are either of them true? I'll leave that up to you to decide. <laughs> <laughs> so as the uh, you know episode uh, part one and part two both aired the same day, April twenty seventh, nineteen ninety one. Yeah. So also same day, March twenty seventh, nineteen ninety one, or April twenty seventh. Gosh dang it. So. <laughs> One month prior. Uh-huh. <laughs> I typed in April. I thought for sure it came up right. I didn't even double check myself. I'm just an idiot. So, so you can tell us about a court case that was yes. one month prior to this so, episode. One it, month it was, anniversary, yeah. It was, it was interesting enough to me that I saw it and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to share this one. Okay, great. I really thought it was the same date because I'm stupid. I didn't check. Uh, this is verbatim from the Associated Press. I didn't edit it. Okay. Okay. Uh, New Kid Singer Charged with Arson by mm. George W. Hackett, okay. March 27th, 1991. <laughs> yeah. Well, that means this episode was pulled from the headlines like yeah. Law and Order. Right. Exactly. <laughs> do, do. Except well, it's an old lady committing arson and not a, you know, young closeted rocker. Man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, hey. I'm sorry. You, <laughs> you finish, and then I got something to say. No, go for it. So, um, Helene and I were talking, and... As you guys know, I'm not a big fan of Michael Jackson or whatever. Sure. You know, um, and I won't get into the full conversation, but long story short, my wife sort of made the argument that I should be allowed to, I should be allowed to enjoy the Jackson five. Okay. Cause basically like Michael Jackson didn't become a pervert till he hit puberty. Ah. So if I'm listening to a prepubescent Michael Jackson, <laughs> it's all good. Okay. Fair enough. So I, I think I'm going to go ahead and go with that logic. That way I can listen to ABC. So... By that logic, would you be able to enjoy the um, artistic stylings of a young Adolf Hitler? <laughs> yeah, I heard he wrote, he, he designed the Volkswagen Beetle. Right. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, obviously, it's a, a wide range. Yeah. And, uh, you know, accusations for <laughs> the greatest horror the world's ever known, perhaps. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. Have you seen Chill Factor? <laughs> <laughs> you know. Bill Cosby was a pretty funny guy once upon a time. That's true. So was Chevy Chase. But <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but uh, go ahead with your court case, Key. All right. I'll try and zip through this. Cause but so, I, I so endorse you liking, liking Michael Jack or Jackson, Jackson 5, 5 music, yeah. Yeah. 
No disrespect to Tito. <laughs> in Louisville, Kentucky, uh, New Kids on the Block singer Donnie Wahlberg was charged with first-degree arson mm. Wednesday in a fire at the hotel where he and the rock group were staying. I really call him a rock group. Yeah, a little I bit got a problem with that. Stretch, <laughs> though. I don't like any of the Wahlbergs. Do you? you? Know? Yeah. Mark was a bad egg, too. Oh, you don't like any of the yeah, Wahlbergs? Yeah. Oh, okay. I said you like any of the Wahlbergs. Yeah. I didn't hear the don't. Yeah. Okay. No. I'm guessing you wouldn't eat the Wahlburger. Mm-mm, How do you no. feel about Jenny McCarthy? McCarthy, yeah. Isn't mm-hmm. she married to a Wahlberg? Is she? I think so. I think she's married to Donnie Wahlberg. I don't know. I thought that. they did the Wahlburgers together. I don't know. I've never seen the show. I just know it exists. Okay. I only know two things about her. And the one thing I know that's socially acceptable is that she's <laughs> Melissa McCarthy's cousin. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> is that true? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, Wahlberg, 20, was freed on $5,000 bail. Yes, it's going right. That was, that was the selling point for me. <laughs> because I was like, that's the same price that she had to pay for Sophia. After turning himself in and performed at Freedom Hall to a sold-out crowd. The charge of arson is really ridiculous. In no way, shape, or form did I break the law, he, said, he told reporters at a news conference before the concert. Wahlberg was ordered to appear in court April 11th. Conviction on the arson charge carries a prison term of 20 years to life. Wow. Mm-hmm. And there's an advertisement. We're going to skip over that. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate for brevity that you're not going to try to read the URL. Yeah. <laughs> it says advertisement. Oh, okay. It, like, it must have copied when I pasted it. Fire Chief Russell Sanders said Wahlberg allegedly poured a flammable... Colonel Sanders? It says Chief Russell Sanders. Ah. But uh, maybe he's up to Colonel by now. Mm-hmm, I like to think. <laughs> it is Kentucky. <laughs> it is, and it's Louisville, yeah. That's where Colonel Sanders came from. He's I wonder yeah. if there's a relationship there. Oh, you catch a that's legitimately on fire, that's possible. Yeah. And Wahlberg allegedly poured a flammable liquid onto a rug on the ninth floor of a historic Seelbach Hotel oh, and that's set nice. it on fire. There were no injuries and no major damage. How does he think that's not a crime in any way, shape, or form? <laughs> I don't know either. What did it say allegedly, right? Yeah, it does okay, say. Okay, so. The report is that I ran, da- ran, ran down the hall pouring vodka all over the place trying to burn the place down. There was no vodka. There was no matches. I didn't even rub two sticks together, Wahlberg said. Mm. <laughs> Except his and Jordan's. <laughs> <laughs> Several new kids fans told WHAS-TV in Louisville that the incident began when Wahlberg accidentally sprayed a young boy in the eye Mm. (laughs) with foam (laughs) from a fire extinguisher in the hotel's hallway. Kelly Lewis of Ripley, Ohio, was staying at the hotel before attending the concert. She said the boy's mother became angry with Wahlberg, and the two began to argue. Angela Rothrock, another hotel guest, said there was no fire. He poured something on the carpet, but there was no flames, no fire. I'm really on top of the world right now. Why would I want to burn down a hotel down? Mm-hmm. What's go- what's- where is that going to lead me except jail, Wahlberg said. That's a fine point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I bet 91 they were riding high. Officers were called to the hotel around 2.30 a.m. and found the lobby filled with young people, said Sergeant Carl Yates, spokesman for the Louisville Police Department. Two new kids, security guards, were controlling access to the upper floors. In the process, the guards became obnoxious to the people in the lobby and were cursing the manager and the desk clerk, Yates said. The guards were arrested on disorderly conduct charges. After talking with hotel security, the officers decided the arson squad should be called to investigate the fire. 
Gates said an arrest warrant was issued for Wahlberg. Lydia Sherwood, a spokesperson for Susan Blonde Incorporated, the publicity firm representing the New Kids, said all New Kids performances will continue as scheduled. Are you guys bored yet? Or? No, no, keep no, no, going. Definitely finish it up. Yeah. Last summer, authorities reported that Wahlberg was in, involved in a scuffle with fellow passengers over an airline seat during a flight from Salt Lake City to Atlanta. At the 1990 American Pop or Music Awards, the the group won the Favorite Pop Rock Album Trophy for Hanging Tough LP and were named Favorite Pop Rock Group. The end. And I looked it up afterwards. Apparently, they settled. So I think he actually. Uh, pleaded guilty. Mm-hmm. I mean, he must have at least done damage um, yeah. to the place as opposed to like yeah. criminal arson. Yeah, yeah, they called in not only the cops but the arson squad, and then that was after the appraisal. So, mm-hmm. and just to just to be uh, sure, um, just to confirm what I had said, Jenny McCarthy is married to Donnie Wahlberg. Really? She as of do 2014. Mm-hmm. As of 2014. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> well, no, 2014 what? is when they got married. Okay. So they've been married since. Gotcha. So. Nine years together, I guess. Ish. A long time for a Hollywood couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, better than most Wal- uh, Wahlbergs. <laughs> yeah, better than most Wal- Wahlbergs. <laughs> Longer than Marky Mark's been married. Yeah, he's a hate monger. Is he? Yeah. Hmm. He, like, he like blinded an immigrant or something. Like stuck a knife in his eye. Jeez, oh my gosh! No idea about that. Mm-hmm. He may just be spreading lies though. For all I know, like that uh, police officer, or, uh, that fire chief that. <laughs> <Trying to bl- laughs> Colonel tr- Sanders. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that tried to screw over Donnie. So, yeah. <laughs> There was no fire, no matches. He didn't even rub sticks together. Right. Yeah, um, like a year or two, or maybe two, three years ago now, whatever, Marky Mark was trying to get his record expunged. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he didn't want that part of his permanent record, and the judge is like, nah, you did it. <laughs> so I've noticed the last two times we got together, uh, the back of your cell phone has a little, like, uh, compass, right? A little picture, a sticker. Yeah, yeah. And the north is entirely eroded away. Yeah, it's just where my hand So is it like the opposite of a compass now? Because it has no north. <laughs> and it's a sticker, so it doesn't... I know, I know. <laughs> like, the onus is on me to find north. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, do we want to talk about uh, slices of cheesecake and all that first? Oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, we usually do that. So we yeah. have just one guest factor. Uh, Go quick. ahead. So in June, this was 1986, mm. uh, so this would have been, you know, five years before St. Donnie had his brush with the law or whatever. So in June 1986, a 15-year-old Marky Mark and three friends uh, chased after uh, three black children while yelling, kill the N-word, kill the N-word, except they weren't saying that, Mm. and throwing rocks at them. Um, And then the next day, Wahlberg and the others followed a group of mostly black fourth graders, including one of the victims from the previous day, uh, yelling racial epithets and throwing rocks at them, um, and they were calling on white people to help them. and then in 1988, when he was 16 years old, uh, Marky Mark assaulted a middle-aged Vietnamese-American man, uh, calling him, you know, for dirty words or whatever. And then later that day, he attacked a different Vietnamese man, punching him in the eye. And then he went back to the scene of the first crime um, to say bad words or whatever, and then claiming he was on PCP. Um, and then dirty words, dirty words, um, charged with attempted murder. And then, uh, the, man. Uh, and then believed he'd left the second victim permanently blind in one eye. Um, so. Jeez. And then in 1992, um, fractured the jaw of a different guy um, for no reason. Um, but that man was a man of color, so mm-hmm. obviously there was a reason. <laughs> well, let's be fair. Let's be fair here. He is from Boston. <laughs> <laughs> but now that's awful. Yeah, I, I'm I on board with you now. Yeah. All of that combined. 
you know, listen, I can forgive some indiscretions of youth, mm-hmm. but not hatred. Yeah, you know, not that kind of shit. Three separate occasions over the course of like six years. Well, yeah. and then uh, some of those he was an adult, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's uh, yeah. I, I had no idea he was such a terrible, terrible person. Mm-hmm. But well, at least he's a very rich, terrible person. Well, exactly. So that's true. He's got that going for him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So ski. Um, oh well. So Stanley Camel was our only guest actor in yep. that. Um, second of two, and yep. of course his first one was uh, the mm-hmm. part one of this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then. Uh, there's no, there's other guest actors, of course, that were in the uh, clips, various yeah. Yeah, clips, but yeah. I'm not going to include them here. Yeah. Um, so, Ski, who gets your MVP for part two? I gave it to Rose. I said she had several great lines throughout, and was the hero at the end by using her brain, nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I gave it to Rose also. Yeah. I'm sorry you got out of order here, Brent, but uh, same. same reasons that you said. How about you, uh, Brent? I gave it to Stanley Cannell. Okay. Did he get it for both of your episodes? He did. You're just a big fan of his, aren't you? Yeah, and he killed himself, so he deserves a win. Oh. <laughs> I did not realize that, but that yeah. definitely <laughs> brings down either. the episode a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so um, how many slices of cheesecake did the part two get for you, Ski? I give it five. I thought five the premise was still flaky, and it's a clip show, but I had a lot of fun doing the recap. <laughs> wow, so you gave it two and a half extra stars from the first one. Just because I liked doing it in a... Poetry way. <laughs> Fair enough. How about you, Brent? I give it one slice of cheesecake. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair system. Yeah. <laughs> well, I will go ahead. And <laughs> I think I. Do you want to roll for it? I, I'll roll, but I'm I'm going to give it my own uh, <laughs> score anyway. If I was going by chance, then I would be giving it zero. No, I give it one also, <laughs> but. I don't believe in chance. <laughs> so, uh, I will give it a small bump up based on the recap. Uh, uh-huh. So as opposed to the three and a half, I gave part one. Uh-huh. I'll give part two a four. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, so definitely increased the quality of it just with his rhymes. <laughs> yeah. So, All right, well, I would tell people to do something, but we actually have a story first before, oh, right. before I close out the episode. So right. regale us with another tale of St. Olaf. <laughs> If there's right. spoilers, what were you going to tell them to do? I was going to tell them to uh, continue to be a certain iridescent color. Ah, uh, <laughs> goldenrod. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one time that we said someone's teeth were goldenrod. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the greatest insult of all time, in my opinion. <laughs> Wait, who's the we in this sentence? Like, I guess Jerry what and I. I think okay. it was like a joke that Jerry and I said. Gotcha. <laughs> Manila. Yeah. <laughs> like folder, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Once upon a time in St. Olaf. This is not in rhyme, by the way. It's in the capital of the Philippines, I think. Mm-hmm. A young rose was walking down the street when she passed the St. Olaf Theater House. Mm-hmm. The symphony group had recently left to go on tour, currently mm-hmm. visiting Tyler's Landing. Mm-hmm. There were flyers posted near the ticket counter for was an upcoming. This, was the symphony group a conservative ensemble? Could be. <laughs> You're asking for backstory that has not been written. <laughs> no, it's a joke from. Yeah. It was. It was part of this episode, wasn't it? Or last episode. Blanche is like, "What should I wear? Something that accentuates my cleavage or my legs?" Mm. And uh, Herb says, "Like, I think you should wear a conservative ensemble." Uh, and Herb is like, "I didn't realize there'd be music." Ah. <laughs> it was a good joke. Very good. Yeah. Now, there were flyers posted at the ticket counter. I may not for... be the Trivial Pursuit champion, but I pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he knows it all. He does. He does. That's why he's the ringleader. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Rolling in the royalties while the rest of us 
<laughs> scrounging for the scraps. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that's why I didn't rhyme because mm-hmm. I'm hoping someone will pick me up. You know. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Hoping to pick get me. Get drafted. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> drafted. <laughs> we we need you for our slam poetry team. <laughs> I wonder if there are, I bet there are competitions out there. Oh, yeah, I'm oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, my friend Rabbit was in one. <laughs> <laughs> that is all I know about that movie. Yeah. <laughs> is that his name was Rabbit. <laughs> you told me about him before. Didn't he live in Detroit? <laughs> he did. He did. Somewhere between a... Uh, seven and, <laughs> seven and nine, nine miles. miles. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's try it back. There were three. There were flyers posted near the ticket counter for an upcoming production of Hamlet. Mm-hmm. It's listed times, uh, or it listed audition times, and started or stated that anyone interested in being a stagehand would likely need to use both hands to do the job. <laughs> Rose didn't know the story of Hamlet, but enjoyed many of Shakespeare's plays. She decided to try out. She arrived during the first day of auditions. While reading character descriptions provided at check-in, she decided that she would like to read for the role of Ophelia, a young noblewoman of Denmark that loves Hamlet. When the producers called Rose's name, she read several lines. She's not sure how it went, but she was excited for the chance. Hmm. Several weeks pass, and the production is moving forward. It turns out that the producers have a quirky take on the play and decide to set the play in the barnyard, with all the characters being different animals. Rose gets the role of Ophelia, the hen, during rehearsal, she makes friends with her fellow cast members. The woman playing Gertrude the Goose explains to Rose that they actually chose the barnyard theme because they were given free livestock for the play. <laughs> Fast forward to the night of dress rehearsal. Opening night is in two days. The players seem to know their lines well, but the stage is a literal pig pen with animals walking around. It turns out they do not take direction well. <laughs> a cow being guided off stage or a cow is being guided off stage when it jerks back and knocks over an awning support. The large support beam swings down quickly. At that exact moment, Ren Rose bends down to pick up a chicken that was about to walk up the end of the stage. The, bear, the beam barely misses Rose as she's bent over. Some people still say that chicken saved her life. The set was more or less in ruin, but the show still started on time. They modified the theme to be an old broken down barn. The reviews were brutal. <laughs> <laughs> the end. Very nice. it, it, it's almost like it's ripped from the paper, <laughs> from the script itself. Exactly. <laughs> All's well that ends well. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if, if people would like to have a little more context uh, for for, Brent, for skis back in St. Olaf's story, then by all means tune in next week because mm-hmm. yes. you might get a little bit more, uh, yeah. a little more in depth as to. I don't know. Uh, not more in depth, I guess. Actually, more surface level. Um, exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. You can turn it into a drinking game. Yeah. yeah just no chaser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, now, now that we've gotten a fine uh, back and saying all off, not to mention a recap in prose, I think that uh, you don't need to stay. Uh, what did I say? Goldenrod. <laughs> yeah, goldenrod. Um, <laughs> a hue. Yeah. Whatever it is, stay golden, Coco. <laughs> Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at sophiaschoicepodcast at gmail.com. 
You can also reach us on Twitter at Sophia's Choice PC. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden.